What do we want? A future free from fossil fuels. How do we get it? Electrify everything. You're watching The Tesla Life with your host, Mark Coughlin. Everybody, and welcome to the Test Life number 275. Here we are, the 12th of October 2022. Welcome to the show, and it's not just me. Patrick's monologues are getting longer and longer every show. That's <laughs> okay. Have to extend That's... the song out the end of the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, with me, as per usual, we have Mr. Casey Green joining us from the DC area. How are you today, sir? Well, uh, stuff is progressing as as uh, somewhat near schedule and plan. I finally got my hands on a uh, on an Xbox fridge, <laughs> unrelated. But uh, what's cool about it is that it also has a DC port in addition to AC. So I plugged it into the to the battery back there, and uh, and it made my solar uh, efficient more efficient because now when it gets to the top, it doesn't just stop. It, I don't know what it does with the rest of electricity, but it doesn't make more heat. And uh, I'm guessing it rolls it into AC. Uh, what are we typically cool. do, do in the past? So and... an Xbox imitation fridge. No, it's just, it's an official accessory. It really? just you can't play games on it. Yeah, it's got a real USB port too. Okay, <laughs> flip open that door. Show us. Flip open the door. There we go. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Also joining us, as per usual, Mr. Patrick Connor joins us from the West Coast. How are you today, sir? I'm good. I didn't know we were showing off fridges. I'd have my little uh, Han Solo fridge ready to, to show off uh, frozen and carbonite. There you go. <laughs> That's next week. Uh, Just yeah, to... okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, it's a lovely day here, 77F25C for the scientifically literate rest of the world. Uh, <laughs> or the Canadians. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Any, anybody <laughs> except for three miserable countries. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's it's cool. We don't have to have the HVA system on at all, and and uh, it's it's a little chilly in the morning, so you just you know wear an extra layer, and it's a little warm at night. You just open a window, and it's 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 awesome. Yeah, I love this time of year. Uh, what what else is going on? Oh, um, if you are in Oregon, I want you to take note of this. There's an email address for DEQ, and right now they need, I need you to send them an email and tell them that you support Oregon's uh, electric vehicle initiatives. So the, there's, a, there's a group called the Cascade Policy Institute. I'm sure you've heard of them. They're Koch brother funded um, and they're spreading anti-EV FUD. And so, so the email address, it's for the low emission, zero emission uh, group in, in DEQ. So it's LE, Z E V. Uh, let me say it again. I, I screwed that up. L E V for low emission vehicle. Z E V for zero emission vehicle. 2022 at deq.oregon.gov. So if you're in Oregon, email them. Tell them EVs are great. That you support it. That's the that's the way we get to a future free from fossil fuel. And uh, we have zero oil refineries, zero oil wells in the state. Every dollar spent on gasoline leaves the state it doesn't circulate in the economy so uh it's it's definitely a great thing to spend your fueling dollars on electricity 
that goes to local utilities, local linemen, uh, in, uh, supports our infrastructure, uh, local um, transformer upgrades, all this cool stuff. It's just, this is the way that uh, we actually boost our economy and it's not by sending it out of the country, out of the state. Anyway, so I wanted to get that right out there. Uh, please email them. Thanks. We will uh, add that email address to the show notes. So if you didn't catch that right away, you can check out the show notes below and uh, Patrick will send that over to us so we can add it to the notes. Will do. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't catch it. I only stumbled like four times trying to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it could just Very be like, good. you know, cars at DEQ or something easy. No, no, no. Or EVs at DEQ. Because <laughs> they, they don't want you to do it. So do it anyway. <laughs> Maybe not. When somebody Maybe. tells you don't do something that you want to do, and it's good for you, you want to do it. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You want to make sure you get that address correct and send that note along if you're in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, let's get to the stories. No shortage of that this week. Uh, first story I wanted to touch upon uh, was that Tesla has confirmed that authorized collision centers in Phoenix, um, they are, uh, they will service uh, Geico insured vehicles. Now, this is something that's been brewing for a few weeks. Uh, Geico apparently has been looking at uh, prices charged for the uh, fixing of Teslas at different shops. And they've been, they've been replying with some notes indicating that they're not going to cover the full cost. They will only take a percentage of it because they feel that some of the costs are excessive. And uh, they've been playing this little game uh, recently um, not sure how far this is going to go, uh, but uh, Tesla is just, you know, here confirming the residents of Phoenix, uh, where Geico is present as well, uh, that uh, they're going to still be servicing vehicles that come under the under the uh, insurance of Geico. Um, what do you guys think? This is uh, our Tesla prices excessive. Um, is or is it the whole insurance business is kind of being turned on its ear a little bit because of the lack of parts, the supply chain maintenance problems of getting parts in in a reasonable amount of time, and therefore people being inconvenienced for a longer period of time as their cars are trying to get repaired? What's what's going on here? Have you guys uh, heard any of this uh, in your neck of the woods? I'm reaching for all the parts I have on my on my area of Tesla. Parts. You're the one that's got them, <laughs> and, and they're cheap as hell. The 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 icebreaker was under under fifty dollars. The the towing uh, brake controller harness was exactly four dollars. Uh, I mean, Tesla has some of the best pricing on parts that I have ever seen. Uh, and and like like uh, when they destroyed my rearview mirror on the Model S in service and went to replace it, they accidentally put it on my bill. Uh, so that was $36 on my Toyota. That was $300 for the same part. And wow. Yeah. So I, I think it's a matter of the insurance company might not like the, the, that they're not getting enough of a discount off of the book price perhaps. And at the same time, who cares what your discount is if it costs you less than it costs everybody else, like at any other right. manufacturer. And, and at the same time as a customer, I would want to know upfront that you're not willing to properly insure my vehicle i want uh oem parts i don't want any of that knockoff third-party garbage i don't want any used parts mm -hmm. i'm paying you too much money for that 
And I want to be able to take it to a factory certified body shop. Even if that factory certified body shop is owned by the factory. I, I don't care. That's my choice as a customer. I'm giving you the money for insurance saying, I bet you I'll get into an accident. And you're saying it's going to be this much because I bet you won't. Well, you lost. So pay up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it is in, this was Arizona, uh, but in Oregon, at least my understanding of the law is that you can take your car to any shop that you want and, mm -hmm. and then file claims and get reimbursed or, or have the shop paid directly. And um, yeah, it, and, and that's how it should be. You should, of course, the insurance companies have they their still, They still say, hey, when you go over where, to Jimbo's, where, yeah, but I'm, I don't yeah, want to go to Jimbo. He doesn't, he doesn't right, know anything about they're, Tesla. They're <laughs> going to have their preferred shops where they get good prices and discounts, and, and uh, you may or may not get the quality of service that you really want. Right. So I, I think this story had legs because the whole Musk and um, who's the... Um, I'm drawing a blank on uh, Warren Buffett. Uh, uh -huh. their, their rivalry and uh, Geico is a, a Berkshire Hathaway company. Uh -huh. And so I, I think uh, to, to hear, oh, they won't take their insurance and uh, it, it just fed into that. Um, so I'm glad Tesla came out and said, no, that's not true. Stop, <laughs> stop saying it. <laughs> well, uh, is, it, is it true now or is it always true? <laughs> That's the question. Uh, well, again, this this came up, uh, started to hit the news wires, a couple of different stories uh, about mm -hmm. two weeks ago. So this has kind of been bubbling. Um, but uh, I know that, uh, as you mentioned, Casey, here in Ontario, uh, comparing prices of parts that you can purchase from Tesla Direct, uh, they're some of the lowest uh, amounts uh, for parts. Uh, obviously, I haven't compared their entire catalog, uh, but there are a number of uh, parts that are replaced uh, regularly um, that uh, that people with four or five year cars are starting to run, run into. And I've heard from multiple sources that um, they were kind of surprised that the price was so low for the part yeah, uh, so compared far, to, to others. So far for me, the only item that I've been able to, to find that was just out of whack, there were, there were two that were priced high, but but uh, one was my my cabin air filter, but it's it's almost four feet long and and, and <laughs> almost two feet tall, uh, bigger than the one in the house. So I understand that one could cost a little bit more, and it's only a four year replacement part. So I've had to replace right. it once. Uh, the other part that, that gets me is the the price they charge for tires. It's kind of right in line with the dealerships, and uh, and I can get it cheaper at Tire Rack, Discount Tires, Costco, Costco. all those sort of, mm -hmm. yeah exactly all those sorts of places. But I'm wondering if that's because they're discount clubs rather than uh, just a, a retail establishment. So they, they might still be in line with tires because that's, like I said, it's right in line with the dealerships. But um, everything else, I, 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 like just like you you and, and the folks you've interviewed, I've, I found that it's, it's been reasonable. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they've got a handful of things that are like, why does it cost so much? And, and they'll either be able to explain it or, or, or they won't, but still... <laughs> <laughs> and another another big uh, separation between Tesla and, and others, which is becoming less. But right now, as Hockey Day mentioned in the uh, in the notes, um, Tesla are aluminum bodies. Yeah. Um, yes. A lot of the other cars out there currently are not aluminum bodies, but there's a number of manufacturers, of course, as they move the EVs, are moving in that direction as well. So uh, that, was, that could that... be some of it as well. That was something that came up when I took my Model S to a third-party body shop. Uh, they, I, I asked them if they 
felt comfortable on it and and, and why uh, because they weren't Tesla certified and uh, he pointed you see that you see that jag there you see that specialized BMW there you see that Land Rover there he's like these are all aluminum bodies we know what we're doing and uh, and, and they did my model S they did it right and then uh, when I sent somebody else over to them later after we got an official Tesla body shop they're like no go over there uh, apparently uh, they'd been hassled by the official body shop who does terrible terrible work and has given themselves quite a name in the town uh <laughs> so yeah yeah that's kind of interesting we'll keep they, an eye they, on this they, they had also mentioned that the prices were way lower than they expected like uh i got a brand new oem bumper cover uh he asked the guy he says is this used or aftermarket or a knockoff he's like why is it cost so low and and the guy at tesla shop said this is this is what we charge <laughs> <laughs> if prices are so low, you're worried they might not be legit. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope they don't hear this story and say we got to jack our price by twenty percent now. Everyone's I'm, just I'm check their low. reputation. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that the parts are are the same situation as the cars, where they're shooting for that 30 percent margin, and then just like they're just kind of keeping it in line with inflation. And I'm hoping that's what it is, and not not that they're going to come back and try and raise these prices. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. said in the past that service is not intended to be a profit center. Um, that it's intended to be break even. I don't know if that's still true or not, but uh, it certainly seems to be based on the pricing. Next, uh, we got a story about superchargers and a bit of a leak. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's a leak or not. Uh, you don't want your supercharger leak. leaking. I mean... Yeah, uh, this <laughs> this leak uh, was described about the information about Ooh, superchargers. Hockey had, had a good theory right there. Maybe that's because captain. of the name. Just I mean, I've name. seen that. Like people, uh, people uh, will will get an electrician to put in their 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 home charger, and then they'll they'll park their Tesla away. Uh, and one person who did that, um, something happened, and they had two Teslas. Or her husband came home and ruined it because <laughs> the guy turned around and saw, oh, it's for a Tesla because uh, she was installing a generic charger, and he jacked the price right there on the spot, and she kicked him out. <laughs> good for her good for her yeah yes if you're a tesla owner you do have to be mindful of that some people see that vehicle they make assumptions about you they think oh here's uh somebody i can price gouge they've got money they've got one of these expensive expensive fancy electric teslas and uh yeah so we we, we i talked a couple weeks ago about when we were shopping for uh, a car for our teen driver and uh we made sure that we parked away and then walked to the dealership so they didn't oh tesla drivers we can just charge them five thousand dollars more for this car no we didn't want that happening so <laughs> exactly so mm -hmm. so uh market alluded that this uh, supercharger leak uh so obviously you don't want your version three supercharger to leak because then it'll overheat and uh then it'll stop charging electrons are tough to clean up Oh, uh, the V3 supercharger has coolant <laughs> flowing through it, so so you could, could it could literally leak liquid, uh, oh, and, and, right then, and then it would yes. overheat, and that would be bad. But it's not of, that kind of leak. Yeah. But speaking of V3 superchargers, so Tesla has uh, has uh, unleashed uh, all the coming soon locations. You know, they normally off on their website and map. They have a coming soon. It's just at a random spot in the city, and there's not much to it. Well. <laughs> Uh, the reason I say it is a leak is because uh, they released the whole list un, un, un obfuscated. It, it literally said, "Hey, mm -hmm. it's going to be on Fifth Street. That's going to be on Third Street," uh, and 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 then uh, within three days, the list was gone. <laughs> it was just back to the existing sites as well as the uh, 
the coming soons being like, oh, this is coming to Cleveland. This is coming to, I, I don't know the cities. <laughs> don't, don't quote me on that. Uh, we've got one coming to Alabama. I think it's three, but uh, stuff like that. And uh, it was, it was kind of cool. So thankfully some people copied down the list so you can, you can still find it in the news articles if you're interested. Yeah. Um, because when I looked at it, I was going to look at it and see what was interesting, but, but on the Tesla site, it was the official list. It was all the open stations and all the coming stations. And, and I didn't want to go sort through it because they've got over 10,000 stations worldwide now. And I was like, eh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But yes. so this was, this was for both Canada and the U S uh, yes. that uh, it got uh, by mistake published. Uh, the Maybe by mistake. The actual addresses. Yeah, the actual, you know, this is going to be at, at the at the Wawa. I actually looked one up, and it was it was at a Wawa, <laughs> or behind a Wawa. Right, yes. but I don't think they, I don't think it was intentional, um, because until it's installed, uh, they get permits or whatever, it the things could change. Absolutely. And you also don't want any um, charging station competitors to get that list and try to swoop in and take some of those spots that right. Tesla has right. in mind. Right. So, uh, yeah, I don't think any of the deals were were done. <laughs> Otherwise, there would already be stations there. So, uh, right, it, it must have been a mistake. I but, guess my uh, only question would be, why did it take two and a half days for them to clear it up? Well, well, uh, some folks were able to confirm the veracity by going to a couple of the sites, and they saw, you know, construction equipment and broken ground, and like they were actually installing a supercharger there. Uh, some were superchargers plus the like Electrify America, like it was like a charging oasis. Um, mm -hmm. My theory is maybe it was a, an intern. They said, here's the list, go publish it. And they didn't understand <laughs> that, that, the, that the coming soons were supposed to be kind of generic. And uh, they published it. And then somebody found out two days later and said, oh, snap, take them down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to filter that with just a city. Ah, idiot, you're fired. <laughs> Hope, hopefully not fired if it's the first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting. So, uh, yeah, I... I um... I actually, uh, on uh, a couple of the news sites, uh, did publish those. So if you go to our Twitter feed, at the Tesla Life, you can see a list for both Canada and the U.S. of the coming soons, if uh, you're interested as to what's coming up in your neck of the woods. One interesting uh, location that I saw uh, through perusing was uh, Windsor, Ontario, oh, cool. which was which down near the border with Detroit. Uh, and it looks like it's right in the city centre. So uh, it's at a mall. So not sure if this is going to be, a, you know, a, a, an urban charger or a, Probably, a supercharger. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was interesting to see. It was a little bit off the beaten pack, path of a highway. Uh, but uh, uh, Windsor certainly could use something down in that uh, area. So uh, it looks like a good call. We'll see if that one starts to show up in the construction listing. The malls are hit and miss for me. Uh, we got the one in uh, in Massachusetts. Uh, that one was fun. Uh, I went there and it was two in the morning and it was fine. And then uh, there was like a parking lot crew. They were repainting some of the lines. And before we were done charging, they left and the lights went out right behind them. I was like, oh my goodness, it's dark as hell out here. And <laughs> <laughs> then, then you've got others like uh, like uh, there's a few in Atlanta that are that are like in parking garages and. Uh, that's that's fine, uh, except for if you are traveling with a trailer and uh, your trailer doesn't fit oh. through the parking garage. <laughs> yeah, that is a uh, problem. That's also the case with the. Uh, that's not a mall, but uh, the one in Normal, Illinois, is is at the the uh, the, the the city uh, building, and that's uh, that one's got a low low overhang as well. But 
unlike some of the other ones I found in parking garages, um, uh, it actually gives, has a grace period. There's, there's a bunch of them there that have grace periods, but there's some that uh, when you get up there, they're like, uh, we want money for the first minute. And those are the ones mm -hmm. I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's, if it's long enough to get a, a decent charge and get out, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. There was a shopping mall. I don't remember where it was. Um, this is when I drove down to San Diego. And uh, on, the, on the way back, we stopped and there was one at a, a shopping mall. And, I, and the map location took us over near the parking garage. So I assumed it was going to be in there. But it was actually behind. And they were superchargers, which was nice. nice. And so we plugged in. And then they had a, a giant chessboard where the chess pieces were like four and a half, five feet tall. So you could pick them up and move. So we played a game with giant chess while we waited for it to charge. And then it's <laughs> awesome. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that was fun. That's better than the pool. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Way better giant than the pool. Chess. And you don't got to dry off and shower after you get done. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and dry off again. <laughs> well, here's a story that Patrick's going to tell us about, uh, showing us about an increase in EV sales overall. Right. That's right. So this story comes to us from Electric. If um, anyway, so it's titled 2021 saw a 13-fold increase in US EV purchases from 2012. So in 2021, so last year, there were almost 647,000 EVs purchased in the US, whereas 2012 had about 50,000. So uh, that's awesome to see. And thinking back to 2012, so the Nissan Leaf and the Chevy Volt came out the year before. In 2012, introduced the Ford Focus EV, the Fisker Karma, the Toyota Prius plug-in. Okay, it's a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, not an EV. But more importantly for this audience, the other vehicle that was introduced in 2012, the Tesla Model S. So uh, this is the 10-year anniversary of the S. It's their longest-running production vehicle, their oldest still-in-production vehicle. Um, so that that that's all the vehicles that were available in the U.S. at that time that were EVs. And today, I can't even tell you how many there are. It, it's it's great that I can't keep track of it. <laughs> that's how much better things are. So so back to the article. So this data came from Environment America. And you can find a link to this article uh, and that it has a link to Environment America in it. Uh, in the show notes, I'd recommend checking it out because EVs are not the only thing that they track there. For one example, you can find that there are seven states that now produce enough electricity for wind, solar, and geothermal to cover half of their electricity consumption. That is incredible. I'd say that these states are well on their way to a future free from fossil fuels. <laughs> Uh, so EVs and renewables really are a great combination. As the grid gets greener, so does every mile or kilometer of driving an EV. Uh, so yeah, check the story out. Check out that link. Uh, there you go. It's awesome to see things growing at such an incredible pace. Yeah, 13-fold increase in nine years. So uh, that's 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 good in, uh, in any metric. So uh, glad right. to see that. And as Patrick says, yeah, well, I, I can't even think of the number of EVs available now. I know I've seen I've seen numbers like you know somewhere between uh, 36 and and 68, depending on what you count as a separate model. Because there's a few of them that that you know have they're Bones. just different the same <laughs> model, but it's just a different configuration. So, uh, mm -hmm. but there's a, there's a lot available today, and uh, more is added. It seems every year uh, it just gets more and more. So uh, glad to see 
these numbers like we saw before with other reports talking about the percentage of EVs being below 1% for a long time. And here mm -hmm. we are now, uh, you know, a number of states are above 5% and a few of them are uh, approaching the double digits of 10%. So you, you pointed out in there that they noted how many uh, places were s sufficient with their renewables. Uh, and then last year on the climate impact report, or I guess early this year, for last year's climate impact report, Tesla pointed out that all of their vehicles and all their production was covered by solar. I'm curious if that will keep up when uh, when the next news, art news article item uh, comes up, if, if they will continue to uh, overproduce. They're going to have to sell a lot of solar panels because their production is uh, going like crazy. It is. Yeah, when they're increasing by uh, 40 to 50% every year, you have to do the same with solar or you're not going to keep up. Exactly. Yeah. And service. Yep. <laughs> and yes, and charging stations. Yes, yep, yep. <laughs> Speaking of increasing, our next story that Casey's got is about an increasingly large EV. What's going on there? Yes, so Tesla promised that this next EV would be able to charge at their uh, at their own chargers for, for seven cents per kilowatt hour. And, and I was alluding to, I wonder if, if this vehicle will also be covered by solar. So the Tesla Semi has been announced by Elon Musk, of all people, to be going on sale on December 1st. And the first customer, of course, is Pepsi, as Pepsi promised us last year. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost a year ago today, Pepsi promised that they yes. were getting them shortly. So so Pepsi is, is, is uh, definitely going to use one at the Frito-Lay plant. But then they also said in their own tweets that... that the second unit, they're only getting two that they know of for sure, uh, right away on, on delivery day. Uh, the second one is going somewhere else. We don't know where, um, but uh, the, the likelihood is that it's going to be where the other uh, mega charger, Tesla semi charger, is going to be located. That's not Fremont. Uh, what is it? Um, it's not Carlsbad, is it? I'm not sure where uh, they have the other one. Yeah. There are three now. There's, there's one at Tesla and 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 then um, one at, at, at Pepsi, and then the other one is very likely where the other one's going to be because it only makes sense. Yes. Yeah, you got to charge it. I mean, <laughs> kind of a little requirement there. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping these things can depot charge at level two overnight for 16 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that they'd be sense. able to get a good amount in 16 hours. You know, yeah. probably not the 500 miles, uh, but uh, probably get a good amount. Right, I'm not like going to be using a 120, a NEMA uh, 515 on these, though. <laughs> that would be really cool, though, if you could, if you could Come park on there. Come I've got a 110 available for your semi. Right. Hey, this, this, this vehicle's going to be parked here for a month. That's enough. That's enough. That's perfect. Let me, let me plug in. <laughs> but I do hope they can plug in. That's what I'm saying. That. Yeah. Not, not to charge, but just but to maintain. If you're, if, yeah, to maintain. If to, to run the HVAC system, to, to do whatever. Um, it, it, yeah, so, uh, it, it's, it's a good joke, but, uh, you, you should also still support it. Yeah, absolutely. The, and, the internal HVAC system, uh, at minimum. Yeah. Right. And as, as electric semis become more prevalent, especially the long haul versions, when a driver's on their mandatory sleep break, um, yes. a, a level two would be able to get them from their 30 minute mega charge to uh, a nice traveling amount for the next day, um, if you allow them to do a level two, say 40 or 80 amp overnight. And uh, it's already set up that if you start with a full charge and then you drive as far as you can legally, and then you have to take your first break, it's 30 minutes required. 
in that 30 minutes, the truck will recover from zero to 70%, nice. which is really cool. And yeah. so uh, it's, it's designed around the driver's schedule and, and it's got a 500 mile range for the ones that are coming out to Pepsi. Uh, that's 500 miles fully loaded for anybody who's wondering, well, uh, potato chips are mostly air. Yes, this is true, but Pepsi <laughs> bottles are also mostly water. So, uh, yeah, the, opposite. the Pepsi is a lot different than the Frito Lay trailer. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, now it makes sense why those two got in business together. They can... <laughs> oh, wait, go back, go back to that picture for, for a moment because oh, okay. uh, that, was, that's, that looks like the truck is going uphill, and I didn't know that electric semis could do that. <laughs> Is that a Tesla feature? Now with so, uphill? So, so here's the other cool thing is in Europe and, and didn't the US, know they could do that. In, in in Europe and the US, you get an extra allocation of tonnage for for uh for electric semis. So in the US you get an extra two thousand pounds. And I've already managed to just have a mind fart on what on what the limit is in Europe, but it's over and above the maximum limit. So in, in the US you get eighty two thousand pounds gross maximum weight for the for the whole assembly. And uh, so at that 82,000 pounds, according to Tesla's website, uh, you can maintain the speed limit going up a mountain. Uh, I think it was like nice. up to five or 6% grade and, 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 and you're golden. And it'll do zero to 60 fully loaded in 20 seconds. Go ahead, Mark. And that is a huge difference between yes. regular semis. If you've ever been in California or Nevada, uh, going through the mountains, Appalachians uh, even <laughs> those short mountains. Uh, you'll notice that uh, that's the reason they have three or four lanes going up hills yes. uh, in a number of uh, states. It's uh, because the slower trucks have to stick over to the right and allow cars that can handle the grade go by them. See, you see, uh, see these big, mm -hmm. big black clouds of smoke, and then you see the flashers go on, and then they're up there doing maybe fifteen to thirty-five miles an hour, depending on which mountain we're talking about. And that's yeah. loads of fun because, uh, you know, you get behind them and then people don't want to let you in, even though the Tesla can just. It doesn't matter if I, if I dip around the truck, but they don't understand that because it looks like a, a black Ford Explorer. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, uh, I definitely <laughs> ran into that uh, going up Mount Shasta. Um, yeah, both ways. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. And, and so they reduced the the, uh, the the motors from four to three, but they kept all the other specs the same as far as performance. So um, you're still good as far as your, your towing and, and your acceleration, deceleration. Uh, but now it, with one less motor, it should cost less to manufacture. So hopefully Tesla was able, either, e able to either keep the price the same or, or maybe whenever stuff gets back to normal, the price will drop, which would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so, but we can always hope. <laughs> uh, well, that's well, we, uh, we that's have great. seen them so drop De prices before. But, uh, December first is yes. when we're going to see it uh, dropped at uh, PepsiCo. Uh, so uh, I wonder if they'll have uh, I hope some so. sort of media I'd, on that. I'd or, love to learn more. Uh, I'm sure yeah. Pepsi is going to be announcing it like crazy. Uh, and of course, the drone army will be following that truck wherever it goes for about three weeks. So uh, yes. wherever that driver is, uh, be cautious because uh, you're going to be on live camera views <laughs> for quite some time. I'm hoping yeah. that, that, that there's an event and like demonstrations and instructions and, and technical details because typically when Pepsi and Coke get these things, they, they plaster it all over the side of the vehicle and they get to work. It's like, yeah, it's a hybrid E E one fifty, great. Well, tell me more about it because they don't make a hybrid E one fifty. Yeah, yeah. So Pepsi's going to get a lot of publicity. So if they're smart, they will plaster their logo all over this, knowing that it's going to get them a lot of 
positive press. Yeah, yeah, but uh, like if they would also do like a live stream that they that they leave up, that would be nice. Versus me saying, "Oh, hey, look, it's a semi truck. It says it's electric. What is that? Oh, is that a Tesla?" <laughs> not me, but you know, if I was yeah. not a car person, <laughs> right? Yeah. I would see it from the headlines and be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> well, it, it it would behoove Tesla, or it would behoove both Tesla and Pepsi. But uh, Pepsi, if make a make a thirty second commercial in house uh, that you yeah. post on YouTube. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't even have to pay for the airtime. Just put it out there uh, that it's available to the ether for people that want to search and uh, talk about uh, your newest uh, your 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 newest truck. So, and and for all the people complaining that uh, that oh you know why are they starting with big big companies first or what about the mom and pops blah 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 the the, the thing to remember here is uh, this allows them to get it to a customer. And, and continue to tweak on it because now now you've got it to mm -hmm. a customer so so they don't have those blinders like like uh, walking past that 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 item that they should have worked on uh, a while ago but because they work there and they see it every day they didn't notice that screw was uh, a millimeter too high uh, and, and they can get all those feedback and get it adjusted before you as an owner operator or a small business gets it uh, and, and then has to report it yourself and then you have downtime on a truck you might not have right. a mechanic in your fleet whereas Pepsi they have mechanics in the fleet that are being trained by Tesla mechanics and and so now you don't have a, a, a truck down situation. Pe Pepsi can afford a truck down. If you've only got four trucks, you can't afford for one of them just to be down just because, uh, you know, you're, you're working with Tesla. It's going through a teething period. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and then actually, they get the next OTA. Right. And, <laughs> and then it, actually there's, there's a, there was a photo put on uh, the uh, web today of uh, one of the Tesla semis pulled over on an off ramp or an on ramp uh, near Fremont. Uh, yep. With a tow truck coming up behind, so oh, wow. it looks like it had run into some issues. Now, now that's a great point, though, Te uh, Casey. That uh, Pepsi's going to go through some of this teething, and there's going to be live updates and changes and modifications on the run, because uh, now Tesla is going to be seeing how a trucking company deals with the truck. Yeah, uh, whereas exactly. with Tesla, they might have been handling it more with kid gloves, yes. uh, you know, because uh, they're they've got a different thing in mind. But Pepsi's going to say. Let's see this thing run. Uh, let's put it on the regular route. Let's see how it does hauling uh, soda pop and uh, hauling chips. So it's it's definitely going to be put through its paces. Yep. And then mm -hmm. the other the other item to, to remember with with uh, with them getting it to these uh, fleets first is one their depots can be hooked up to to charge uh, during loading and unloading. And two, uh, by the time it gets to you, your main routes may all be covered by mega chargers or Tesla semi chargers or whatever they're going to call oh, these yeah, things. Good point. So, so now your your first trip is going to be a lot easier. Like like yeah. when I got my Model S, uh, it was still very early, but all of my routes could be done with minor planning. Like I could just do the the nav screen and and make it to where I needed to go on the supercharger network, which did not exist when the car when the car first went on sale. Uh, in 2012, as exactly. we just talked about. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, and it was still very young when I got mine, but uh, as, as I owned it, it like they, they've been building them all around. And, and so then, you know, my brother's got his, he could go wherever he wants to go now. He didn't even have to think, just put it in there and, and, and roll. Uh, whereas yep. I had to say, hey, does that make sense? Uh, that's over a mountain, can I? And now I don't even do that either. I just, yeah, I want to go to Disney World. And boom, there we are. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next, uh, we're going to move on to Idra. Patrick's got a That's story big. about what is Idra, if you haven't been Idra Hydra. All right. So uh, <laughs> this is coming to us from Tesserati and it's titled Idra finishes 9,000 ton gigapress. Tesla expecting it any day now. 
So IDRA announced that it had finished building and testing this massive 9,000 ton uh, gigapress. And then it's going to, this is going to be used to build the Cybertruck. And I'm sure everybody here knows that already. And in May, uh, earlier this year, IDRA released a video detailing the assembly of this massive machine. It left Italy in September. It has arrived in Houston, Texas on September 28th. So uh, now it just has to get from there to Giga Austin. And in total, there are 54 pieces weighing roughly 77,526 kilograms or about 171,000 pounds. So uh, just to, you know, I don't know what shipping costs on 171,000 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be a few dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised it only took a month to get to Houston by ship. Uh, and then after that, now they got to move it from Houston over to uh, Austin uh, by road. So uh, obviously in many pieces. Um, yeah, hey, if they wanted to test out some of those Tesla semis we just talked about, yes, they yeah. get all a few of these pieces. <laughs> Wait a minute, Patrick. 171,000 uh, pounds is 85.5 short tons. I thought you said this was a 9,000 pound, a 9,000 ton uh, press. It is oh, 9,000 ton press. Yeah, it's, uh, it's how it much force can it exert versus <laughs> how much does it actually weigh, right? That part, exactly. <laughs> They're both massive. That's all you need to know. You guys said there was going to be no math during this show. <laughs> we loves the math. The math, the math jokes. Yes, yes it indeed. was. Indeed. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, that's man, one, be... of, one of the comments so, is Tiny yeah, Giga... on, on this pressing issue. <laughs> <laughs> this pressing issue. Pressing issue. <laughs> Dad jokes galore. Uh, it's uh, it, it'll be interesting that um, uh, Giga Texas obviously is expecting this uh, as any day now. Maybe it's there today or, or arriving in partial parts today. But uh, this is going to be a big thing uh, for Giga Texas to get it installed, literally uh, get and it figuratively. packed together properly. And, uh, and then of course the first presses uh, for the Cybertruck, because as we know, there's probably one and a half to 2 million people that are waiting for that truck. Um, mm -hmm. And, and we're supposed to get into a position where that truck can be made and start to ship out by the beginning of next year. So uh, here we are in October, um, uh, Getting that thing up and running is going to be top priority uh, in order to meet those type of timelines. So uh, uh, hopefully uh, it arrives soon and hopefully there's not too much of an issue reassembling and getting it up to speed to start uh, pressing out uh, some Cybertruck bodies. I wonder what the other press companies that uh, Tesla called early on are thinking now when they said uh, we called all three of them. Two of them said no, and one of them said maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so Idra's obviously the one that said maybe. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I wonder what the other, if the other two are kicking themselves like, oh man, we could have had this. Uh, and look at all the great press Idra's getting, and uh, quite literally press. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now, you know, other car companies are looking at this and going, if they can make cars like this, it's it's fewer parts. They crank them out faster. Uh, it's more profit, more margin. Um, you can sell them cheaper. That's going to be higher volume. That makes everything else in the car uh, more affordable. So, uh, yeah, I just it's uh, it's 
a big change and uh, going in the right direction. You know, the call went something like Elon's uh, cameo on Iron Man 2. Hey, Hydra, I've got, I've got this great idea. What if we could just <laughs> make the cars like matchbox cars? Just put them in, pour them in, and then pull them out of the mold. And the other two probably said, what did you, were you smoking something? And, and then Are you nuts? Maybe. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was on Joe Rogan, so you could have seen that. Yeah, it depends yeah. on if you place the car right after that. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I was thinking about is the Cybertruck is Tesla's first vehicle that's designed from the ground up to be made this way. Yeah. The Model Y, they make a lot of them like this, but it started out as a derivative of the of the three, and then they've figured out how well we can do the front casting, we can do the rear casting, uh, maybe eventually get to single casting. So they've they've iterated their way with the Y. The Cybertruck, it's born like this. I mean, from the from the very beginning. So yeah. uh, the first ones will be uh, pressed this way and and uh, made this way. It, it's it'll be interesting to see if um, they can produce them. Uh, in in high volume, if the ramp goes faster than previous vehicles, yeah, yeah, Maybe. and you'll need a lot less uh, like the the stamping robots because you can't stamp mm -hmm. any of it because it's the the steel is too hard, uh, and and it's a simple brake and a brake. What that is is uh, for those you aren't aware is is, is a bending press. So like um, when you want to make uh, let's say angle iron to, to to do the protect the corners in your house, for instance, uh, you, you will uh, put it in a brake and it just kind of bends it halfway through with a forty five degree angle and you get a ninety. Um, so that that'll be faster with the with the cuts, and mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited. But it'll be it'll be the whole process together, putting it all together, making sure that everything is of standard, uh, you know, bends that, yes. that they can reproduce over and over and over, and it's mm -hmm. uh, it it's going to be brand new for them. I I, I don't know. I, I think it's I, I bet be... the first ones will be slow, but but after that, I, I have a feeling they can speed it up faster. I, I hope this new way of manufacturing is going to be, you know, I don't care if it's slow at the beginning. It's it's whether or not they can ramp up after okay. they're they're used to it. So we will see. Exactly. We're going to live right yep. through it. So we will watch. Next Rock thing on. I wanted to touch upon was a, a story that uh, came that updated us about uh, Tesla's difficulty in the state of New Mexico. Uh, previously, we did a story, it was a few months ago now, uh, where they had opened a new uh, delivery uh, center, a store, on, on um, indigenous land. A, uh, an Indian tribe had rented them uh, a, a spot um, on their land uh, where they could sell the cars legally and avoid New Mexico's uh, dealer law. Uh, that was preventing them from selling vehicles direct. Um, this was so successful that uh, just the other day, uh, they have opened a second location in New Mexico uh, on a different uh, tribe's land. Uh, so uh, this, is a, this is something that is uh, working for them, obviously. Um, and in a, in a, I guess, in a situation that Tesla's in, they're looking for any of these angles that will work for them legally. Uh, that will allow them to to uh, sell their vehicles in these states that have these holdouts uh, for dealer associations stopping them from doing so. So uh, this is, uh, again, just like the other things uh, that we've noticed this past couple of years where Tesla has, has gone the extra mile to figure out, uh, well, if we can't get these chips, 
how can we redesign the car to take a different chip and do some programming? This is very similar. They're innovating on the fly. They've come up to a brick wall. They've realized they can't do things the normal way. And they've gone around the wall or they've gone under the wall or they've gone over the wall. So uh, this is uh, kudos to them. Uh, always looking for a way uh, to get to the end goal. And uh, this is another example of that. Yeah. Um, the the folks in, in South Carolina, they were making some progress. Like they actually had legislation going up for discussion to uh, break the dealer monopoly and it stalled. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, yet again, uh, kind of kind of like Texas, except uh, except instead of just promises that they talk about it, they actually did start to talk about it, and then it just didn't finish. So, and then they said we we got to talk to Texas committee, and they don't meet for another two years, so we're gonna wait. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 this is a good a good way around it, like and and and, and the indigenous people they 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 could use the extra income because the way that our countries have treated them, and 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 and. This is this is a win-win for for the customers, the the, the reservations, and 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 Tesla, uh, and and also is a good uh, socket to them for the uh, for the greedy ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if they were so great. good, if they were so good as they claim to be in that stupid car- cartoon they put out ten years ago, then uh, <laughs> then then why not let's why not find out how good you are and, and how much you do for for Little League and. And and then you know if you were so good then people would come and say hey you know I love going to Jim Smith's Mercedes I don't there probably is a Jim Smith sorry uh, because they they treat me so well and and uh, Elon ripped out all the phones I want to come here because I got to talk to somebody whereas you know I might be like hey I like doing it on my phone I'm going to go it this way um, but now yeah, we can't so, find out in these places because right yeah so the U S we say we're the land of the free and the home of the brave well uh, if you have these ridiculous uh, monopolistic laws that prevent fair competition. Uh, there's nothing brave about that. You're hiding behind legal skirts. And uh, it's certainly not freedom. You don't have freedom of uh, competition, freedom of choice of products. They're, they're, they're denying that freedom to people. And uh, it's, it's cool that there's actually some spots that aren't inhibited by these stupid rules. Absolutely. Yeah. Next story we're going to take a look at, what was that? I just lost my place in the listing here. Oh, yes, the Boring Company. The Boring Company has introduced a new cologne or perfume, uh, burnt hair, (laughs) uh, which, of course, uh, is a a bit of a tongue-in-cheek joke uh, that uh, Elon Musk had uh, tweeted uh, previously. And actually, I thought I saw an update to the tweet just this afternoon saying... uh, Saying, uh, please, please buy this and help the boring company or something along that line. Uh, <laughs> they they, they did sell 10,000 of them, though, already. Oh, I thought it sold out. I, I did, no. too, because when Elon tweeted that, I was like, oh, he, he's only talking about it twice in one night. It must be sold out. And then I got there this morning, and it was not sold out. And I was like... Oh, I, cool. I don't, I don't want anything that 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 that, that might smell like what it promises. Smell like bird hair. <laughs> <laughs> You're not willing to uh, take that step, huh? I, I don't want, I don't want to give him a hundred dollars to find out if it really smells like burnt hair. If it if it really smells good, <laughs> then that then like my loss. But right now, no, no, thank you. Hundred bucks. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be sixty nine dollars and forty two cents. <laughs> Maybe it was sixty nine currencies. <laughs> oh, cryptocurrency sorry uh, yeah it'd be more than that in doge but uh well yeah. i'll i'll give you guys a review when my bottle arrives because i ordered one last oh, night oh you did <laughs> oh my gosh 
Yep, I can put it right there next to the <laughs> Tesla tequila and the and the boring fire uh, extinguisher. You can there you see go. that. <laughs> yeah, I did not buy the flamethrower. I just bought the fire extinguisher. Of the two purchases, this one seemed like the smarter one to me. <laughs> it seems like the useful one, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and it didn't require you to buy the two pack. <laughs> right. It, it didn't come with a bottle of fossil fuels. <laughs> that part. There you go. There you go. So we'll see how successful this, because most of the other things that they've released have become uh, out of stock immediately. So check on this tomorrow. Do an update on the Twitter feed uh, as to where it sits tomorrow. But uh, kind of interesting. Burnt hair. Yeah, just, <laughs> not, just does not sound good. <laughs> I like this uh, article that you posted. They said, uh, is this just going to be the, the first of many, like they'll have uh, burned shorts? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking about all the short sellers that have been burned. Or, or uh, <laughs> boring company, dirt. <laughs> dirt yeah, said. Mm. I, I would have got burnt shorts just to see what it smelled like. And, and dirt, definitely. Because you know if they pick some good dirt, it could smell pretty pretty earthy and, yeah, and, they and could, fresh. They could just go. They could go to the Las Vegas site and bottle the Las Vegas dirt, desert dirt from Las Vegas. Boring shouldn't, company. Shouldn't, shouldn't desert dirt be pretty pretty smellless unless it's raining? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows yeah, what's I, under I, Las Vegas? I'm sure, Vegas has some smells we don't want to bottle. <laughs> Oh, but when you're starting with burned hair, the bar is pretty low. So yeah, that's you gotta, they have they've definitely set that bar for sure. Across a couple comments, they were talking about uh, like like uh, you know Elon's last name. Uh, they like you should make this, and they had like a bottle of um, cologne that they relabeled to Elon's Musk, and and. Mm -hmm. Like I just gave him a link to to this. I was like, well, he's already done it. And then uh, Elon made a self-deprecating joke. He said, you know, uh, with, with a last name like mine, you know, this was bound to happen eventually. I don't know why I fought it for so long. <laughs> <laughs> there were many memes before this came out. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I did buy one of the car air fresheners that's his yes. face. Uh, yeah, Elon's Musk. Well, yeah, those were really strong. Like... <laughs> uh... Another story that uh, hit the airwaves this week was kind of interesting. Um, with more and more uh, EV deliveries that are coming with the increase in uh, EVs, uh, the uptake of these vehicles, the car carrier group out there uh, is um, looking to request uh, higher load weight limits for their vehicles. As most of you know, uh, with a transport truck, there are limits uh, for the weight those vehicles can carry, whether they're a flatbed, a, a dry van box, uh, or uh, of course a car carrier. And with EVs weighing more than typical cars, uh, and these trucks typically taking somewhere between eight and nine vehicles uh, per run, uh, they're finding themselves hitting weight limits uh, that are placed on them by the states uh, to protect the roads, uh, to make sure that they're not, um, you know, uh, denting or, or wearing on the uh, asphalt roadways of state or interstate. So uh, this is kind of interesting that um, they're starting to realize that these cars, you know, weigh a few percent more uh, than a regular car and uh, haul the same amount of cars and make the profit margin that you're typically uh, uh, 
you know, you're, you're uh, gunning for is that uh, they're going to have to do something because they're, they're going by those. And that's of course, why, why states have those uh, pull in places for trucks to get weighed, way stations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're checking to make sure that you're under or equal to the weight that that state allows uh, for a a transport truck trailer. So uh, this is, uh, this could be a problem for some of them that, uh, would have to reduce their car carrying abilities from say nine to eight, uh, it's something they don't want to do. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see how some of the states or uh, the government overall uh, looks at these, uh, looks at uh, EVs uh, pushing up weights of cars on the average. Why when the Model S and Model X were the only things that Tesla sold, you never saw a full carrier. Uh, 10 Model Xs of, of, what I've got would be 58,580 pounds. Uh, then you've got to add the trailer and the, the tie down equipment and, and, and you're way over. So mm-hmm. uh, it makes sense because, because if you, if you, if you can fill it back up again, then there's less trips and less trips means less overall pollution. Yes. You'll have more pollution per trailer, but uh, you'll have less overall because your, your, your efficiency per ton is, is, is getting better. Your, your fuel consumption per ton is going down. And uh, what I think would be really cool is if you see that combined with the EV uh, bonus weight, and then you get, get get another little bump right there with the Tesla Semi hauling electric cars to where they need to go. You get a bump on the bump. That'd be kind of cool to see. I, I have a feeling these government agencies are going to be approving this as time goes along because it because we are moving to an all electric future. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think anyone really doubts that. Uh, as all the other car manufacturers starting to evolve with this, there's our there the, that percentage of how many EVs are being shipped is going to increase and increase and increase. So uh, yeah. it's just uh, something that uh, they're going to have to deal with uh, going forward, and I have no doubt. As yeah, but what about the, the roads? The, the, just passing laws to allow higher limits does not change the fact that these will cause more wear and tear on the roads. Right. So I'd like to see them try to find some other uh, solution, like uh, mixed transport, like the, the spot where the uh, eighth, seventh and eighth EV would be, you put something else that needs to be transported, uh, like Frito-Lay chips or packing peanuts <laughs> or helium balloons. Just kidding. <laughs> or, or you can do doubles. Inflated <laughs> helium balloons. <laughs> D- doubles, doubles, joke, triples, yes. and quads. Uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't know how easy that would be to control, but, but doubles, triples, and quads that would spread out the uh, the load. Uh, but the one thing I want to see, like you said, making sure that the surface they're traveling over is actually engineered to handle it, but also the, yes. the tires and the trailers are also engineered for for the the added weight because safety is critical. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very good. Next, uh, what are we going to look at here? Um, ah, yes, Model Y becomes the best selling car in Germany. Period. So, this uh, this article that uh comes to us oh, where did it come to us from? Tesla Roddy. Tesla, I said it with a Z. I'm sorry, I apologize. (laughs) Tesla, Tesla, Tesla Roddy. Yes, indeed. Uh, this is uh, kind of ironic with the different problems we've seen happening in Germany uh, when it comes to Tesla's integration into the market. But it's not a surprise that the Model Y has jumped to the top of the best-selling list across the board. So all vehicles, the Model Y now has sold the most uh, in that time period. So uh, 
another accolade for the Model Y. Uh, and as Elon had said many years ago, he believes that the Model Y was going to outsell all of Tesla's vehicles, mm-hmm. even added together. So uh, that would be the SX uh, and 3 uh, being in second place to the Model Y in first. So uh, here we are in another country. Uh, we saw a few stories. We saw uh, an introduction in Spain where it became the second uh, best-selling EV in just a month. Uh, we saw Australia's uh, number uh, jump. Uh, we saw Great Britain. Uh, this is this is an ongoing uh, winning story for the Model Y across uh, many different countries, and I don't see it stopping. That prediction was even over the model, of, over the Cybertruck, which at the time was supposed to be less than the Model Y as a starting price. So I was surprised to to figure out how he thought that would be, but uh, I think now that won't matter because the Cybertruck is getting a price adjustment. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he trucks are big in the U.S., but I think he was thinking about the world market. Where trucks oh, that's true. Are not he could have been doing world popular. market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is awesome. It, it sounds like uh, it. It sounds like it could have been number one in Spain too if Tesla just could have got more vehicles there. But you know, they yeah. have to spread them around. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> this is exactly when we hear about oh, Tesla's market share in EVs dropped from eighty percent to seventy-five percent. Forget <laughs> about that. Look at the total car market. And um, how small a percentage EVs are today and, and how growing it is. And now the best-selling vehicle in the entire country. And, and this is not just any country. It's Germany that has a huge car industry of their own, homegrown. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I don't know what the, the article said. Um, the Model Y alone represented just over 4.5% of the car market. So there's still a lot of upside available to that. That's that's great. And so they're number one at, at less than 5%. Uh, could, could they get to 10% in a few years? That would right. be even better. I mean, obviously, this is so cool. Next, uh, we're going to skip over one of these stories, go to Casey's story at the end. Uh, this is uh, about unplugged performance and a new arrival they seem to have received. Yeah, so uh, Mark's going to load up a picture for us while I talk about this. Uh, so Unplugged Performance, they they posted up right across the street from the Tesla Design Center. Uh, they became uh, the first uh, Tesla authorized uh, third-party repair modification house. Uh, I forgot the exact term they used for that, but they're official. And uh, magically, within two days of the Model S Plaid launching, they, they, they had one fully customized. Fully customized. New brakes, new interior, new seats. Uh, roll cage like there was no way they did this in two days without having early access to the to the vehicle well mm-hmm. now uh it's it's alleged that they have access to the cyber truck which may be the case it may be a render because the, the vehicle is very simple uh in shape. To draw. <laughs> right so, so this could be a render but um it might not be a render this this these could be uh, i like these wheels i'll probably buy them because uh uh, if if they ship uh, the 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 Cybertruck with the covers that they, that we saw, I, I I'm not a fan. But uh, the 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 wheel that we saw under the covers, and in fact, that's the only wheel they've been showing us lately in public is is the wheel without the cover. Um, that one was okay, but this this looks really cool, and I might I might be interested in, in doing it. What and was the name of that wheel? The 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 Cyberx S C Y B R H E X wheel. Uh, and and, it, and the tweet where they announced this, they said, uh, the up CyberX wheel 
equipment for your interplanetary future arriving <laughs> sooner than expected period nice what does that hmm. mean sooner than expected sooner than expected huh well not any sooner than that 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 uh, that gigapress can make it across from houston to, to austin but <laughs> that, that is true <laughs> there are some limitations <laughs> but maybe maybe uh maybe sooner than we expected yeah very cool looking though uh man the the third party aftermarket is going to have a ball with the yes. uh, with the Cybertruck. With that yeah. many versions, uh, that many vehicles being sold, uh, just like the Model Three, uh, the third party market got involved with that, and yes. uh, there's quite a bit of uh, modification uh, pieces available out there to mm -hmm. customize your Model Three, and the Cybertruck will be no different. In fact, it might even be more successful uh, than than the truck. Models are already popular. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and uh, if you've got money for three cyber trucks, you might get yourself a Cyberlander to go in your cyber truck. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> exactly. Well, with that, let's uh, let's say some some shout outs and go home. How about uh, how about you, Casey? What do you got going on this week? Well, I'm streaming at uh, YouTube.com/slash Casey Green. That's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N on Sundays. And I'm still recording videos, and eventually I will uh, be able to edit some more of them and, and get them onto the channel. You'll find them there as well. And then I'm also working on one on how to get your Starlink dish to set your home assistant location so that uh, if you happen to be uh, traveling, your home automation system can, can be set by the Starlink dish, which is pretty cool. It's especially important for stuff like sunrise and sunset, local weather. Uh, look for a video on that sometime after November. All righty. We will keep our eyes open for that. Patrick, any shout outs from you this week? Oh yeah. So you'll see here from the shirt, I am with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. And I also blog occasionally at carswithcords.net. I want to see if I can share something really quick. Um, yes, I understand. Uh, this screen. Sharing your screen may allow people to see your screen. Okay. Or, or some Can you like see that. this? <laughs> a fork, the fork in, the, in road. the road. Right, a fork in the road. So uh, if you'll notice the date of this, this is 2012. This seems to be coming up a lot. Uh, so uh, in Palo Alto at the um, headquarters for Tesla's full self-driving, they have a new sculpture, and it's a giant fork in the road <laughs> because that will be a, a, a change in how people relate to driving. And uh, I'm just convinced that they, they read my blog. That's all I wanted to share. <laughs> well, I mean, Elon, Elon did commission it, he says. So <laughs> Yes, yes, it was commissioned by Elon, and it was displayed at Burning Man, and now it's at their uh, FSD headquarters. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Tesla reading the blog, and Patrick didn't even know it. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Fantastic. Yep, Elon saw it and said, I got to have one of those. Got to have that. <laughs> Who made that? Get them on the phone. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, uh, with that, uh, we want to thank everyone for watching. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up on the video. Press that subscribe button. Help us out. And uh, with that, uh, I want to thank Lee Moon for the music we use every week. And uh, why don't you get together with us next week, and uh, we will find out what is happening in the Tesla life about a week from now. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Stay positive. Test negative. Also, the earnings call uh, will happen right before the next uh, show. 
So cool. depending on how what how the timing works out, sometimes we leave Patrick in the other room to listen to it. Sometimes he's listening on air. Uh, the last couple ones have finished before the show started, so we were all able to participate. But look nice. forward to some at least some some initial uh, thoughts on that. See ya.